Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sal Capaccio. 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 On WGR. We'll chat with Sal about Super Bowl 58, watching the uh, replays, highlights here. <sighs> you know what? The Niners couldn't do what the, what, what the Bills couldn't do, which is kill the clock and score the kick or the touchdown. For the Bills, it would have been get down there, kill the clock. Everybody knows you want to score, but you want to make sure you don't give that guy too much time. And what did the Niners do? They got down there. And they kicked the field goal. A lot of time left. Chiefs got the ball. They kicked their field goal, went to overtime. Bills were in the same boat on that Allen second down and third down play, Joe. We've been talking about it for, you know, weeks. Mm-hmm. You're you're thinking about the guy on the other side. You know he's there. Anyway, good morning, Sal. Good morning, guys. How are you? You know, we're just, it's fine. It's fine. It's just, yeah. just, just sitting in a world that uh, is run by Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. and Travis Kelsey. You, you know how it goes. Yeah, and, and honestly, I think that it still could be for a while, right? I mean, yep. he said it after the game, and that's kind of like the knife to the heart. They're like, is this a dynasty? Tracy Wilson asked Patrick Mahomes, is this a dynasty? He said, it's the start of one. You know, we're not done and keep going. And I, I, I mean, I really thought last night immediately that, you know, he has a very solid chance to catch Tom Brady. Now it's still, it takes a lot of work. Uh, but you know Brady's got how many? Brady's got seven, right? He's got seven total. I think of six because of the Patriots he had, and then he had the one at the end with the Buccaneers. But I mean, this is how Brady started his career. Brady had three out of four years. You know, he won his second year, his first year as a starter, and then they didn't win, and then they won two in a row. And it's very similar here to Patrick Mahomes and where he is. And I think about that team now. Here, if you want the good news, you want the optimistic side. If you're, you know, tired of them and Bills fan and whoever else, and say, okay, how about somebody else? After he got that third out of four, they didn't win one for like 10 years. So and then, he, and then he got the rest later. He lost a couple in there to the Giants, of course. But after that, so, you know, it's no guarantee. But I, I find myself thinking that he has a, they have, and he has a legitimate shot to do this. They sure do. They look like they're in their prime, right? That's what, that's what, that's what it looks like. It's a team that's in its prime. They've rebuilt their defense. They've turned it into uh, a, a team that, you know, wins in a different way. So let's talk about the overtime format and what mm-hmm. you thought about uh, Kyle Shanahan's 
strategy here. It's funny, I'm reading a piece from The Ringer, and Joe mentioned this, that the Niners players, Kyle Juszczyk said, we took the ball because, you know, I figured that's what you do in the regular season is take the ball. And the rules are different. I don't think it is any sort of malpractice what Shanahan Mm -hmm. did. I might have done it the other way, too. But this is the first time in this format. We don't know how aggressive coaches will be. And it was not a game with a ton of touchdowns. It was a game with a lot of field goals. And if you're playing field goal overtime, then you do want the ball first because then you can kick the second field goal and win it in sudden death. Okay, so my my gut reaction here, I haven't done all the analytics. You guys are kind of talking about that today, looking at it. I've been listening a little bit on this early this morning and kind of made me think a little differently. I think they made the right call. You, you do want the ball third to me. If, if, if both teams have the same result, it's sudden death. Yep. Like, don't you want the ball first in sudden death? Now, uh, grand, granted, there's no guarantee that it's going to be both teams doing the same thing, either no score, a field goal, or a touchdown. I get it. And you're giving the other team an opportunity to kind of go for it and know. Like, you're giving them, you're giving up a little bit of an advantage on them understanding their situation. But I want the ball third. If I'm, I mean, it's a sudden death situation. I don't. I want the ball first in that situation. I think after, and, if, after the first two. And by the way, there really are no analytics on it because there's no. Yeah, there's there's nothing. Right. It's all guts because there's no. You know, there's no precedent. Um, the other the part of that story too was that Chris Jones said that Reed has been talking about this since training camp that they were always going to take the ball second and they would go for two. Mm-hmm. Like basically, mm-hmm. the Chiefs. And I understand that the Chiefs right. in Reed. I think. After the fact, we kind of got a glimpse into what their thought process was, which would be what mine is, which is you can take the ball first all you want. I'm never letting it get to a third possession under any circumstance. This yep. will be two possessions, and if that, if you're a coach that will think in that mindset, then I think you want it second. So it's almost, to me, like well, you're trying to yeah. predict what the guy on the other side is going to is gonna think about. Yeah, how, that's right. But yeah. how much is that mindset I have Patrick Mahomes? And right. if you're Reed, you can say, I'm never going to let it get to a third possession. But, again, uh, the, the Niners have kicked their field goal. It is fourth and nine from the 11-yard line. What do they do? It's fourth and right. seven from the 32. Sure. Do yeah. they kick? You get fourth and 13. Sometimes there's a penalty. So you can ideally not want to ever give them a third possession, but they're, everybody's going to have a breaking point on when, sure, I'll kick it and play defense because then that becomes my best chance. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And – I would say that even on the, the read example, that's true. Go for two. I like that thought. Like, if you're going to take the ball second, if you're going to get it second, I think that's the right play. If you score, just go for two. Because if you do even score, yeah. it becomes sudden death and you're kicking off, right? And now all right. you do is a field goal beat you. So I'd rather take my chance on a, what, 50% chance of a play from the two-yard line than kicking off to you in sudden death. I, I would rather do that. But I, I didn't think it when, when they won the toss, I expected them to take it, and they did. And I didn't really think about the other side as much. Uh, but there, there are some good arguments for it. So we'll see, you know, going forward. In the end, I, I don't think even, even when it was a really low scoring game, I didn't think it was a bad game. I thought there were just, there were some really interesting plays. The fumble on the first drive yeah. really hurt the 49ers, by the way. And then obviously the uh, muffed punt hurt them later on, you know, two different reasons. One was because they gave up a really great scoring opportunity on the very first drive of the game. And then later they gave up, um, the, the score to the Chiefs because of it. So they made critical mistakes and, um, that you cannot do that against the Chiefs. And it does remind me, and of course the game played out different and it was a different set of circumstances. The 49ers defense give them a lot of credit, as you guys said, for getting after Mahomes. But it did remind me of the Bills game in that regard, which is you just can't make 
more mistakes than the Chiefs. Yep. If you make a handful of mistakes, you're going to lose. They're very well coached. They have a they have a great quarterback, of course, and their defense. They might give up a play here or there, but they're going to be steady as you go and force you to work for everything you get. Yeah, it is. It is eerily reminiscent. It's very similar to the Patriots dynasty, where you know if you're watching and rooting against them, you watch teams melt down against them yeah. and make mm-hmm. big mistakes against them. And here are the, the Niners doing the exact same thing. Yeah, and you know, you know what, though? The guys, this is how Andy Reid's always coached. It just hasn't worked out to win Super Bowls. I remember, was it the, uh, the, do you remember the Jamal Charles game in Buffalo? Jamal Charles scores on a fourth down to beat the Bills on a little, uh, um, I got a shuffle pass outside. It was fourth down. The Bills kind of had the game. It was like, it had to be around 2015 or 16. I don't think it was the Jeff Tool game. I think, I don't think so, but um, it was one of these games. Anyway, I remember like thinking like the, the Bills kind of had control the whole game, but man, the Chiefs just, they just made you play. They just made you play and made you play all the way to the end. And that's Andy Reid's MO. And, and as this game was going on, I kept saying to myself, Andy Reid doesn't care that he's down. Like he knows he's going to keep playing and eventually you're going to make a mistake. And that was it for the 49ers. They made a couple mistakes. The 49ers did not put this game away when they should have. They had opportunities to put this game away, and they did not do that. Yeah. Sal Capaccio joining us on the Western Hotline. We'll get some calls in. Sal, we've been asking you know, what the Bills can do to get a leg up on the Chiefs. Where can they get an advantage on this team if there is a, a spot to do it? Dave in Tampa, you're next up. You're on with Sal. Hey, Dave. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Um, hope you're having a good morning. So, my thought process is, is you know, the Chiefs clearly have the answers, right? Um, they've won three of, you know, three three Super Bowls uh, here in the last five years and six years, whatever it is. And you look at them and it's like, you know, in terms of quarterback, I, you know, take away the accolades. I think Josh Allen is right up there with Patrick Mahomes um, in terms of talent. So the difference to me would be, you know, uh, the head coach, right? So, I, I know we have a defensive-minded head coach, Sean McDermott. He, you know, took us pretty far in the playoffs before and, and everything like that, and I appreciate what he's brought to the team. But I think if we were to have an offensive-minded head coach, you know, if you were you were to take McDermott out and put in, let's say, Mike McDaniel or, you know, put Kyle Shanahan in that position, um, you know, similar to Andy Reid, I think we would be in the same position as the Chiefs right now, or at least close. So thanks for taking my call. I'll listen to, to you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. Yes, I mean it's not a it's not a unpopular or it's not an opinion that's you know exactly rare. We we get that call a lot. I'm sure you hear that sentiment an awful lot. I do. I just don't agree with it. I don't know what it would matter. Like you have analytics and numbers that show that the Bills with a defensive minded head coach are just as pass heavy, aggressive as most teams in the league. They don't have some sort of defensive overarching, you know, conservative philosophy. And Kyle Shanahan is a Offensive-minded head coach, I understand he does not have Josh Allen to the caller's point. I totally respect that. He has Brock Purdy, who, by the way, was ahead of Josh Allen in the MVP voting this year for you know right or wrong on that. And they have not won the Super Bowl and have lost a couple of them. So I don't know what – like, what am I supposed to do with that? You know what I mean? I, I just think it's something people say because it sounds like it's supposed to be right. I just don't think it's right. I, I've always believed this, and I still believe this. A really good head coach is a really good head coach. The one point that I do agree with, to a point – is if you have a defensive head coach, you might have to change offensive coordinators a little bit too much if you are successful. And I get that. The Bills have gone through a few of those. But otherwise, I don't think that it matters to winning games like this. I, I don't know. Like, what, what did the Bills not do offensively because they had a defensive head coach against the Chiefs? What did they not do when they lost with 13 seconds because they had a defensive head coach against the Chiefs? 
Not not to make this even a Bills point sale, but I've I've thought about them this morning and the Chiefs this morning and in the last couple weeks because of what we've seen from Steve Spagnolo. Right? Like it I don't want to say it's the year for him, you know, to kinda earn his reputation. He's been around for a while. I think what makes them very terrifying, again, I don't need to make this a Bills point, is if Reed's gonna stick around, you know, they have a pretty good setup because of Spagnolo. I, it just doesn't seem like he gets a lot of head coaching buzz or love at all. Mm-hmm. And if Reed is sticking around, that's where Mc, McDermott is going to be here. And I think, you you know, I don't want to say it's a wash, but I think they're close enough in terms of defensive minds. And then you have Reed where, you know, I, I just think that's what helps make the Chiefs look so intimidating for the future, too, is it doesn't really seem like their head of the offense or head of the defense are going to go anywhere. Right. And I did, I, you know, I kept thinking last couple of weeks is the reason why Spagnola hasn't received any offers or any buzz, as you said, and that's right, is, is Reid going to retire? They're going to hand the, the reins over to him? I don't know. Mm. That would be interesting. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know if, and I don't know if they have a succession plan in place. Maybe that's it. You guys said after the game that Reid said, you know, Schefter reported that Reid would be back and so would Kelsey. And I mean, I have every reason to believe that's true. You know, I'm sure Andy Reid would love to get another one but mm-hmm. I do wonder what do the Chiefs look like if it is like that is it it I, and I I think that he, here's where I say here's where I fall in like the, what the caller said right you could elevate Steve Spagnuolo to head coach let's say Andy Reid retired tomorrow and Steve, Steve Spagnuolo becomes a head coach and then they don't win a Super Bowl I don't think it's because he's a defensive minded head coach I just think it's because he's not as good of a head coach does that make sense like that's to me I don't I don't care what side of the ball he's on you're a good coach you're not a good coach you're a good head coach you're not I mean, look at D'Amico Ryans. He's a defensive guy. He had a rookie quarterback this year in C.J. Stroud. Is anybody complaining in Houston they don't have an offensive-minded head coach or they won't be able to advance? Well, they didn't lose Slowick, which we'll see, Like, right? I mean, Right. It, and, and but but the Bills to... did have Joe Brady, too, that's right. and they had, you know, that, 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 that's my point, Jeremy. Yep, yep. Like, you have, you have a good offensive court, and it doesn't matter. You have to have a good head coach. It doesn't matter which side of the ball they're from. John Harbaugh coached special teams. That's where he came from. Yeah, you're just. I mean, again, it's about the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs right. have no questions about this. You know, like the Texans will, the Bills will, the you know, a lot of other teams will. And it doesn't have to be all about offensive. It can be age too. It can be they're so solidified that it's different. But all of the other contending teams that have to wonder about whether one coordinator or you know, guy like a Joe Brady or guy like a Slowick will leave. You know, Kansas City just doesn't. I guess have that question. Mm-hmm. Maybe Spagnola gets fired back up. I to, to kind of move on from that though, Sal. Like defense in general, we talked about all year how defense kind of caught up to offense. And I just look through the the twenty drives Kansas City had from the second quarter of the Raven game to the end of regulation oh. yesterday. They had one touchdown drive, and it was one play for sixteen yards. Like mm-hmm. it's Mahomes, and he'll get credit, but. It's kind of amazing, like, defense caught up to offense, and the Chiefs' defense is the one that kind of stepped up and really gave them the opportunities they mm-hmm. they needed to win the game. Yeah, and I think that, you know, you look at the season as a whole, Joe, right, and how many times did we go back and say, well, this is the year to beat the Chiefs. You can't beat them this year. When are you going to beat them? Because of their offense being down, right? We all kind of talk, talked about that and thought about that, but look what their defense is, and it's young guys, and McDuffie is terrific, obviously, and 
know, obviously they're going to lose guys. You know, Chris Jones is a free agent. He's a such a game wrecker, such a good player. Carl Loftus is really good. He's young. He's only in his what? He's in his rookie contract. You know, there's some really nice. They've really fast, good linebackers uh, in the prime now. So yeah, I think that's right. But what's funny to me is, and I think about this too, and the the big picture of them, they have not drafted offense well the last several years, and yet they've hit on their defensive picks, and they have a lot of questions on. You know how they built their roster around Patrick Mahomes. We know that that was the the kind of the talking point going to the year. It was laughed at, and it came to fruition. And yet here they are, still winning the Super Bowl because of it. They did not win a Super Bowl because they have a great offense and a um you know in a bunch of skill guys that went out there and just made you stop them and you got to outscore them. They won the Super Bowl because as the year went on, and in this game by the way, which neither team got past twenty five points in overtime. They won because of defense playing well. And, yeah, that defense is going to be there for a little while, which is also scary because they have step bags and they have some really good young talent, obviously. 803-0550. You go to John and Sanborn next with Sal. Hey, John, good morning. Hi, good morning. I, I have to agree with the other caller about I think we need a paradigm shift with, with the coaching. I'm sorry to disagree with you, Sal. I mean, I think, you know, he has to turn it over to Brady and Babbage now. Uh, Andy Reid, he's been a uh, offensive genius since he was coaching in college. It was recognized. The guy is passionate about football. Hopefully that, that's how Brady is. He seems to have that same sort of passion. I think McDermott has to recede. Be a head coach. Be a consultant to Babbage. Turn it over to these guys. You, you're just going to keep getting the same thing that we've been getting on, unless they're, they're – Can I ask what you mean, though? What do you mean? What does he need to do differently? What are you saying? I don't understand. What what does he need? They need to have a paradigm shift in coaching. You need to you need to to, to beat the Chiefs. You you can't stay status quo. That you I know what I mean. Is it, can you give me an example? Of what do you mean? I'm with you. I just want to know what you mean by a paradigm shift. Like what kind? What what shift? What do they need to do? You know, if if I knew that, you have to you have to go into the heart of Brady and see if he's the equal oh, okay. that Andy Reid was coming up. Research Andy Reid's total career. You, will you just need more passion? passion? You just think a, they need more passion? He had a book of plays in college. When he first started right. coaching in college, he had a, a six-inch folder of, of offensive mm-hmm. theory back when he was coaching in California. Now, Brady has that same passion to create that. Now, uh, McDermott doesn't have – McDermott, he's, he's up against a guy who has four Super Bowl defensive coaching wins. Yep. What what is what does McDermott have to compare to that? How is he going to beat that guy? He is not going to beat that guy. He has to he has to help Babbage beat that guy or a guy like Babbage who has a passion, a youth, a new a new theory. I mean, well, I guess John, thanks John for the phone call. What we're getting at here about the coaching is that the Chiefs have what appears to be two guys locked in that we know are good. And for the Bills, let's give it to McDermott as a good defensive coach. Okay, yes. We can argue about it, but just put it aside. We'll give him that. What the Bills don't have, that the Chiefs do have, Sal, is a reliable one-two that we know are great. And that's not that's not to say that they are definitely not good or they're bad. It's just with Joe Brady, we're still finding out. You know, the Bills just went a year and a half with Ken Dorsey and decided that Ken Dorsey was not the answer. We'll see how long Joe Brady gets. But, you know, the, the Bills are kind of, whatever, they're, they're, I don't want to say they're wandering here. They're just not as proven as the guys that Kansas City has. And, you know, you can, sure. call, you can call and say you want a paradigm shift, but nothing's really going to change until the, the Bills get results because the Chiefs have 
very impressive resumes, all of them, and the Bills are still trying to build theirs. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, sorry, I don't know what he meant by paradigm shift. Like, he brings up passion. Are they are the Bills' coaches not passionate enough? I don't know what he meant. I almost wondered if it was he was trying to get to like a like a play caller's point, Sal. Because when I was listening, I'm wondering like, does he mean like McDermott almost slide into more of like a CEO? We've used that phrase right for other coaches, like a CEO type of role and less. Sure, in maybe X's I think I guess that. And he said because he said he has to help out Babbage. Yeah, I mean, I, that's what I don't I know. Wondered, he, like, he, he didn't. He does he just want he, didn't know, he also plays? was the play caller this year. Yeah. Maybe he will next year, too. We don't know that, by the way. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's – I don't know. I think Brady's got to prove himself, right? Like, McDermott is proven, I think, as a defensive mind, and he's the head coach. And that, I mean, like, I think it's – We're just – The I would just is Brady. Put, put, I would give this point to the caller just to, to kind of – I read a Rex Ryan book about defense. He's super passionate, and he's an incredible defensive mind. Ask guys who played for him. I mean, he just wasn't very organized, but he was an incredible defensive mind, and he loves, 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 incredibly passionate about football. I don't know, you know, if that gets me to where you need to go, if that's what you're saying, because I don't question that amongst the Bills coaches. Um, I think that they're extremely passionate. Now, yes, I think, Joe, what the caller's probably saying is right. Be more of a CEO, but, I mean, if that, means, that means you'd have to hand the plays off to Babbage. I don't know. I think that's a good question if we even want that next year, right? Yeah, I'm not sure what the what the best plan is you, going forward. Uh, that yeah. gets to the point, which is, in Kansas City, these questions are never questions. And for the Bills, they are. And they've got to find answers and find a way to come out on top at the end of the day. But un- that's the thing, Sal. We're all going to turn ourselves inside out until it actually happens. Mm-hmm. And that The only thing that can ever make anybody feel any better about it is it actually happening. And you know, we're going to have to wait at least another couple months, six, <laughs> six months, until we get to see the next version of the Bills uh. take a crack at it. No, that's right. That's what. Hey, everybody's zero and zero today. Remember that old commercial? The sun will come out tomorrow, yeah. and then it says everybody's zero and zero, and all the head coaches singing. That's what it is right now. So, but yep. we have to live another off season of wondering. And I think that's where it sits with me, which is, and probably a lot of Bills fans, which are, this was the year. You couldn't beat them this year. When you're supposed to do it, you know. But there's no guarantee. You know, <clears throat> I think that people thought that about the Patriots a few times, and yet they went quite a while without winning a Super Bowl, and then won some more. But you know, it's sports. You do what you best you can, and you. You get back to kind of trying to rebuild it and see where you can go. Do you uh, do you have any thoughts on like Shanahan this morning? I feel like he's about to get heat, and it might be undeserved for three. Now this is this is three. It's almost more incredible, Sal, than to me like something you need to you know make a point about that he's had three double digit leads in Super Bowls and and has yet to win one. Yeah, and, you know, it's funny. So very, very offensive-minded head coach who was hired the same year as Sean McDermott, right? And, um, you know, he's now he's, he has advanced twice to the game. You know, McDermott hasn't, and the Bills haven't. So, you know, obviously that's a, you know, a, a big thing, and, you know, he should be proud about that, and they should. And they were right there, and they built a really good team. I thought at the start of the year the 49ers had the best roster in the league, but except with the quarterback question and – that knocked them down for me, so I didn't think they could get to even the Super Bowl unless they figured that out, and I wasn't convinced that Brock Purdy would be the guy. But I think overall, they built a really strong roster. They made some moves at the deadline. They get Chase Young, obviously, and boy, he played really well yesterday. That helped them a lot. Um, but this, this is a, a well-run organization with good people and John Lynch. And um, yeah, I think if you're the Niners, you're going to have a lot of those questions, but I don't think it's you know pull the plug on Kyle Shanahan. I think what he did with Brock Purdy and that offense to be able to get to the Super Bowl, I think that was a, a really, really... Nice job by them this year, obviously. Favorite commercial? You got anything? 
You know what? We watched a lot of the Nickelodeon broadcast, oh, so I'm not oh, sure. Nice. How was it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Loved it, loved it until about halftime, and then it's time for Max to go to bed. So uh, then I watched the other broadcast. The Nickelodeon broadcast was great. I really liked it. They did it. I mean, um, Noah Eagle and I think it was Nate Burleson was commentating, and there were a few mm-hmm. other people, and they had the kids and Schefter's daughter Dylan was on there, and I think there was another a couple other young kids. It was fun. They had all a lot of a lot of the animation stuff was super cool. You know what I really liked though, and I'm not kidding. I think we could benefit from this in a lot of regular broadcasts, which is a lot of things they just explained at a very elementary level for people. All right. They like literally like um, so, for example, personal foul was called and they had Dora the Explorer come on to explain what a personal foul meant by the rule book. And then they'd have some a graphic that says you can't do that, which is kind of funny. Right. Which was really cool. But they did so many things that were I'm like, this actually would be really good for, for just regular football fans. They explained a lot of stuff at a very, very elementary level for people to understand very easily. Very nice. Well, what's what's timeline next? Combine? When's combine? Two weeks? <laughs> Two weeks, yeah. We got um, combine is the end of February, uh, and then obviously we'll be in dra- uh, draft mode, kind of, and then free agency opens. Window opens to talk to guys March 11th this year, guys. Just yeah. so you know, that's pretty early. And it, the official signings I saw is one month from tomorrow, so that like that that comes up yep. quick. That's the 13th. Yep. So you have that 48 hour window, and then um, free agency on the 13th, and then owners meetings, and we'll see about the tush push. We'll see about the hip drop tackle this year, things like that. You know, and then we got the uh, the schedule release. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to start looking very, very forward to all that instead of looking back and thinking about this, that's for sure. Yeah. Thanks, Sal. You got it, guys. Sal Capaccio, when we return, more of your phone calls. Also, we cannot let the worst take of the week go. Friday. Friday brought about one of the worst takes of the year from the NFL media. All-time bad take. We'll play that when we get back. Get more of your phone calls in as well. Steven, Anthony, uh, stick with us. Jeremy and Joe and the worst take. I, I, it's, it's, I don't remember what this was. You're going to remember it as soon as we play it. Okay. Worst take of the year contender when we return. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. 
Just wanted to say one thing. Yeah. That one vote against Lamaxon, that jeopardizes why sports writers, people talk about how sports writers yeah. should be voting. Yeah. That was a stupid not Homer right. vote by that individual, probably scared to go back in the locker room if he had voted against 100%. Josh Allen. That compromises everything. You have to be objective when you have a vote. And that writer, that writer was, I don't know who the hell it was, but that's an embarrassment. Yeah, you don't know who it was. I don't know was. who it was. Stephen A. Smith <laughs> flat out embarrassing himself, saying the one guy that didn't vote Lamar for MVP compromises the whole system because he's a homer that wouldn't go in the locker room and look at Josh Allen in the face. Yes, it's noted Buffalo homer Aaron Schatz, formerly of Football Outsiders and now of uh, FTN Fantasy. Yeah, homer. Yeah, Aaron Schatz wrote like 10,000 words on why he did it. Yeah. He was good, too. Aaron Schatz wrote 10,000 words. He voted Allen for first-team All-Pro at quarterback and used that as his his reasoning for voting Josh for MVP. Yeah. Meanwhile, there are several voters that voted for a different first-team All-Pro quarterback than MVP. Yes. And here's Stephen A. Smith to say it's a threat to the system. We spent Friday saying, can you believe... Lamar got 49 of the 50. Yeah. And here's Stephen A. Smith to say it's an outrage he didn't get all 50. Right. In a year that was not close to a unanimous MVP season. Wild. Worst take of the year. It's only February 12th. Worst take of the year is a homer voted for Josh because he's afraid to go in the in the room. That one also is so... It's got to be so easy to find out who the voter was. He's on what? At like... 11 o'clock in the morning. He yeah. couldn't have just... He's the second highest paid employee at ESPN behind Pat McAfee. He couldn't have just asked a producer before the show. Do you know who voted for uh, Allen for MVP? It could have so easily had the answer. But Z- then he doesn't have the take. <laughs> it was wild. If you watch the clip, by the way, Dan Orlovsky, I think, knows that shots voted for him. Because he kind of makes a face when <laughs> Stephen like, oh, Hayes... Is- he, he doesn't say anything, but you could tell Orlovsky's like... Oh, this is not, what's this the, is not right. But what's what's the worst part of it? Thinking that it was a Homer Buffalo writer that did it, or thinking Lamar should have been unanimous. Right. What's worse, being wrong or thinking that Lamar should have gone fifty for fifty? Because that no way maybe is you're right. More outrageous. no way. All right, eight oh three oh five fifty to a call in a minute. In a minute, but I think in the break I may have just talked Joe into taking the ball in overtime. Yeah, I think you did. Because if you take the ball, like for me, I want, no matter when I get the ball, I want to go for two. Well, I shouldn't say that. If I get the ball second and the team that went first went for two and didn't get it, then obviously I'm kicking the extra point. But if all's equal, I want to go for two. Because if I get the ball second and I'm down seven, there's no scenario where I'm giving them the ball back for a field goal to win. You're not going to kick an extra point to then go to sudden death where they can kick a field goal. So you're psychotic. So you're for two. So I'm going to go for two. Okay, now... In this scenario, again, this is tough because a lot of analytics is based on thousands of thousands of simulations. Now, or things that have happened sure, historically. Right? I am a rival coach. Now I'm playing against Joe, and I know in that spot, Joe's going to go for two on the second possession. Right. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go for two on the first possession. Right. Making it so if I get that two, the best you can do is get me the ball with sudden death. Right. And with that, I'll take the ball. Right, and now I think, knowing that, and knowing if I have some confidence in who my opponent is, whom the other coach is, I think, yeah, I want the ball first, because I'm going for two. If I get the ball first, I'm going for two. 
knowing the risk of if I miss it, I'm giving them seven to win the game. I know. But the upside of if I make it, there's going to be a two-point conversion no matter what. Someone's going to go for it. Let me be the team that has to go get the two yards. And if I get it, now I have locked in at worst. I'm getting the ball back for, for a field goal to win it. I think that makes it seem, especially when, like you said in the break, Seth Walder, ESPN, a couple other guys. like Brian Burke of ESPN Burke. said he plugged in the new rules and whatever. They've got AI and all that. He did 120,000 simulations. Yeah. And the team that took the ball first won 50.2% of the games. Basically, the idea is that if you did run Brian Burke, ESPN, his numbers on this, taking the ball or not yeah. is a coin toss. Right. And I think we're what we're kind of conditioned to right now in the modern NFL, and if you pay attention to the numbers and you want to be a, a fan that you know worries and cares about probabilities, we like to expose these little, oh, going for a fourth down here is a better idea. Yeah. And this really might be, these new rules, outrageously close on yeah. what to do, and it comes down to what do you feel like Which, you should do. It's good. I kind of like that. It's, it's good. Like I, I like to go by the numbers, but if you tell me – this is there's no historical data, so there's no, you know, uh, the simulations you have, but the analytics aren't really there. You don't really know, and you're not going to get enough sample size to know for a long time. Yep. And it looks like it's fifty fifty anyway. There's arguments on both sides. That's perfect. Now, like for for content, beautiful, right? Like not- now it's debatable both ways. I think you can you can make a case both ways. Um, and if I'm, you know, I think. Also, what I like to do there, I'm, I'm kind of playing it as it goes. I think I want to determine whether I go for it, or excuse me, whether I take the ball first or take the ball second, almost entirely based on who the other coach is. Yeah. If it's Mike Tomlin on the other side. He's going to kick. I I think I want the ball second. He's not going for two. No, he's going he's pu- to either, if he, if he scores a touchdown, he's going to get seven. He might kick a field goal. He might punt. And I think my odds are going way up. But if it's Dan Campbell on the other side, he's going to be aggressive. There's a much greater chance that Dan Campbell is not going to give me a chance to win the game on the second possession. He's going to get eight. There's an even bigger picture here, though, which is why did the rule change, right? Why do we have a new playoff format for overtime? Because Allen didn't get the ball second. Right. Why didn't Allen get the ball? Because the Chiefs scored a touchdown. How did the Chiefs get the ball? Uh, Coin toss. Coin toss. Right, they've taken they've taken the coin toss meaning away. Yes, yeah. The, ideally, ideally, what you get here in 120,000 simulations is the team that decided this one half. That's perfect. Now the coin toss is doing nothing in terms of determining the outcome of the game. When it was sudden death, and you had, I think it was what nine of eleven playoff games were won by the team that won the to- won the toss. That's a problem. I have a coin toss determining outcomes. Now, if I get the next 11 games and it's split down the middle, I mean, 11 is still a small sample size and not enough. But what I have is, oh, it's actually, there's no decided advantage to taking the ball first or second. It's personal preference. In over 120,000 simulations, you have a push. I think that's ideal. That's, that's what you should want. Yep. If the team that took the ball second won 75%, We'd have a they'd problem, all, they'd, and they'd all go for they'd all go for it second, and right? Because the, right, then then you have, would know the coin toss is back to meaning something. Yes, meaning yeah. too much. We'd have a problem on our hands again. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Stephen in Florida. Hey, Stephen. Good morning. Hey guys. Um, okay, so a couple quick things. First of all, about the game last night. 
Um, I had told people that I didn't see any way that San Francisco was going to win this game. I couldn't believe they were favored by two points, I think it was, uh, because they just looked too weak in those last two playoff games against Green Bay and Detroit, even though they did come back and win. So it was no surprise to me whatsoever that Kansas City won that game. Now, that being said, I have something I've been wanting to say about the Bills, and I'm glad I waited till after the outcome of last night's game. The Buffalo Bills organization, I'm not talking about the players, I'm talking about the owners and the coaches, owe the fans, especially 400-plus fans that went out and braved the elements to shovel out Highmark Stadium. They owe them a huge apology, and here's why I say that. I'm tired of hearing about how Buffalo has clinched the AFC East because when they get into the postseason, they can't beat the Kansas City Chiefs. So until they're able to do that, it's you know, this has become a one-dimensional team. It's just like in the OJ days. It was the OJ Simpson show. In our day here today, it's the Josh Allen show. So until Buffalo gets some depth in the receiving core and the front four for the defense <laughs> I mean, they didn't even get to Mahomes. That's right, they didn't. They have not sacked him in one postseason game they've played him. So, you know, I'm just saying, I'm a, I'm a hardcore Bills fan, but I'm tired of this organization trying to make me think that this is a championship team. Okay. They're not. Okay. And until they can beat the Chiefs or a team of that caliber in the offseason, they're, they're only going to be a second-rate team. What, well, what does any of that mean? What do you want them to do? Well, I want them to, first of all, get the players that they need. Well, they're going to try to do that. They're going to they're gonna pick up players. In the draft, but also to execute better tr- as far as the way they play the game. Because they're, gonna, they're, just, they're, they're not doing something wrong. Because, you know, the old saying, you know, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. That definitely applies here. Yeah, well, I mean, they're not really doing the same thing every year. They're on their third offensive coordinator of this entire stretch. They're they tried now, to run the ball against yeah, the Chiefs. They're on their third defensive coordinator of this stretch now if Bobby Babbage calls plays. Mm-hmm. They're about to t- turn over their entire defense. Their receiving core is about to turn over pretty greatly over the last couple of years. I mean, the, the, what's the same? The uniforms and the coach <laughs> and the quarterback. So, I don't know. I, 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 I guess I don't know what yeah, you, I mean, I, I really know what you want. Like, you want them to beat the Chiefs. So do I. So does everybody. They're going to keep trying. It's proving to be tough. Let's point that out. Yeah. It's proving to be difficult for not just the Bills, I was just but say. literally everybody is having a tough time with it. Yeah. Does it does it make anybody feel better that they're they're standing in Shanahan's way of having a Super Bowl? They're standing in, I mean, the Chargers' way of even being a competent team. They're standing in... You know, well, like, let's talk the about Bills' it. way for sure. I have a tweet that said the Bills are the only team that's a few plays away from beating the Chiefs. No, they're not. Everybody's about a few plays away, and right. they always lose. The Ravens are a few plays away from beating the Chiefs. The Niners were so, the Ravens were, were one yard away from being tied yeah. in the fourth quarter of that game. The the yeah. the, the 49ers no, no. had a fourth down to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, Garoppolo, the, the Ravens Garoppolo had a pass to Sanders to win the Super Bowl at the end uh, three years ago. Yep. They're, the Bengals have beaten them. Yeah. The Bills are not the only team that's close, but there are a lot of teams that are close and lose to this team. Which is the way it works. I mean, like, I, it, I mean, that's not to take credit away from the Chiefs. It's the beauty of the sport. It's, it, it's how it's supposed to go. Right, because it really is 
If I take, I could probably find six plays where if I change the outcome of those six plays, the Chiefs haven't won a Super Bowl. Yeah, and you can also change two plays, and they've won six in a row. (laughs) 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 Or close. Yes. And they weren't really close against the Bucks. Although there were a couple couple drops in that game. That's where, like, I could point out until I'm blue in the face that they went six quarters scoring one touchdown on a one-play drive. But... I can I can do this as much as I want. There's Mahomes when yep. the drive when he needs the drive in overtime. He hasn't done it in seven quarters, and he needs a touchdown drive to win the game. What does he do? He won the game. Yep. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Thank you, Stephen. Your frustration is not uh, you're not you're not alone. I can tell you that. We're gonna break in and get more of your phone calls. One eight 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 five fifty two five fifty to join us here on the uh, Super Bowl post game commiseration party. Here on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. False start is when an offensive player illegally moves after lining up for, but prior to, the snap. Where are we going? Back five yards! Why? Because it's a penalty! Dora the Explorer. Rules official. And Boots. And Boots. Boots a cat? No, Boots is a monkey. Oh. No Dora the Explorer with the uh, with the kids. The Jets are getting new uniforms. They announced that last night at 11 p.m. Are they? Uh... Then show them. Just they're gonna get new uniforms. Okay. Didn't they just do that? Yeah. They're not. They don't really have a lot to work with. They're they're pretty bad. They probably should do an overall. They should start again. Maybe just something cha- they've never had before. Maybe even change their name. I I'd be uh, I'd be into that. They did the all white ones. That they wore against the Bills in the Monday night opener, I did like those. But that's like the only uniform I've ever liked. Yeah. So eight oh three oh five fifty. Quick thing for you. So good morning, Jeremy and Joe. Get some more phone calls. We're open the rest of the show here. The Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Sabres game on Saturday, a one o'clock game against the Blues. Mm-hmm. Someone pointed out that on the NHL app, the Apostle goal was labeled as an own goal by the Blues. What? Yeah. An own because it was. But it, it was an own goal. What do you mean it got labeled that way? It like said it, OG next to next Oposo? to Oposo's name. Like that it was an own goal because, again, the Sabers had a million shots, and the only goal that went in the net was the Blues shooting it in their own net. Have you ever seen no. that? No, the NHL has never really been. They've never done the own goal distinction, and there's no. a reasonable question to ask: Why not? That's as obvious. That one was legit an own goal. Right. Not every deflection counts as an own goal in soccer, but some of them do. Why though? Did they just decide like right. they're just without announcing it? They're just going to start doing it, or it was just on the app? But anyway, okay. one thought from the Sabers game. So you know, kids' day, packed house. Never had the lead. That's how it goes. I've been to a million games this year. Where the Sabers don't even have a lead. Can't even dream of scoring first having a lead. It's been a tough year. However. On the positive side. It was a cool event. Kids Day. They gave out saber-toothed pillowcases. 
It was Sabretooth's birthday. Nice. It's a lot of mascots there to sing happy birthday. Anyway, Joe, you know how it is. We're out and about. People say hi to us. This is the first time this ever happened to me. Not that, not that someone said hi, but the, the rest of the story. So, you know, people say hi often. Like, hey, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, love the show. Listen to the show. Usually don't say, they think you guys are bums, even if they think that they're nice, which is mm-hmm. nice. First time ever. You know what happened to me? What's Jeremy? Up? Yeah, yeah. What's up? Guy leans in close and he goes, choo-choo, baby. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yes, yes. Let's go. Welcome to wide receiver train season. Now it's official. Now it's underway. Yes. Get on the platform. I watched a piece on trains this weekend, actually. I'm all, even just trains in general. You got more train information locked and loaded? I did. There was a John Oliver last week tonight special from last month on trains. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm into train. I'm gonna get into trains now. He also showed. I, I I'll share this on social media. They're the most amazingly horrific episode of kids television I've ever seen in my life from an episode of the British Thomas the Tank Engine Train cartoon. It is so I can't believe it exists. Basically, one of the trains won't come out of the tunnel because he's afraid of the rain. So Sir Topham Hat decides. Sir Topham Hat. If you don't come out, we're going to lock you in there forever. I have a vivid memory of this episode from when I was. So they build a brick wall in front of the tunnel and lock this train in there for eternity. Yeah. This aired. No, no, they let him out eventually. Uh, by not by the end of that episode. No, it took it took two episodes. Like they locked him in there. The episode ended, and then the next episode. They ended that episode with this poor train who was just afraid of the rain because he had never seen it before. They built a brick wall in front and said, "You're in there forever." It was not because he had never seen it before. He didn't want to get his paint wet. I Uh, have that screenshot, by the way, in case the Bills do not take a uh, receiver in the draft for for tons of meme potential. Get your train memes ready. Get them ready. Choo choo. How many days? Seventy three. Seventy three days. 8030550. Jimmy, we'll get your call in. Anybody else wants to chime in as well on the Chiefs and their Super Bowl? Another one. Hey, good news. The NFL season starts next year at Arrowhead. Ah, it's been so long since we've seen a game from Arrowhead. <laughs> Can't wait. Great. Another year starting at Arrowhead. Awesome. At least you get Brazil the next day. That's true. I think speculation is Peter King, his speculation is it's going to be the Browns that go to Brazil. The NFL also right. announced they're going to play a game in Spain in 2025, and okay. that is likely to be the Dolphins. Ooh, okay. It's an AFC year, and a lot of teams did this thing where they claimed countries. Yes. Miami claimed Spain. Not not like they're the only team to they do it. They planted their flag there. Yes, that they want to market Spain. The Chiefs want to market Germany, one of the reasons they went to Germany. Yep. So teams have made their claims. The and Bills claim no one. No, that's right. The Bills did not claim a country. Right. Not yet. Not even Canada. No, Seattle, I think, got Canada. Well, multiple There's teams. There's enough countries out there. They should, they should, they should grab one. Multiple teams were able to get the same country. You did not, it was not like a draft. Oh, okay. But the Bills did not put in for anybody. That would have been more fun. Yeah, it would. Teams drafting countries. All right. 803-0550 on the Chiefs and their win on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.